So this is the video <laughs> where you said you clickbaited it <laughs> with my face. <laughs> And the title was, well, the title was, was Maddie Apoya ruined my life with, no, my, not my life, my career with three, with three words. Three words, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. We have Jake Fru in the house. Hello. Uh, full-time van lifer, filmmaker, skateboarder. What what other yeah. what other? Is I'll that, take is all of those pretty, titles. That yeah, pretty that's good, uh, that's pretty good. Of Jake Fru. Yeah, I'm definitely not full time at any of those, but I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ma- mountain biker, mountain biker. Yep, mountain yep. biker as well. Mm-hmm. You do some great work. Thank you. Like really good, <laughs> really good YouTube videos. I would, I would almost describe them as like, um, they're almost like visual essays. Hmm. That's how I, what I was thinking about, I was like, yeah, what, what, what does Jake, cause you don't have like a, you're not in like the filmmaking sphere of YouTube. You're not really in the van life sphere, but you maybe a little bit are, right. but like, you're like, you're everywhere. And like what ties you together, I think are these like life lessons from Jake Fru kind of, you know, like, like visual essays. So. Yeah. Does I that sound so. right at all? I think so. Yeah. I guess it, it came as a result of never deciding what my channel was about. Mm-hmm. So it, it has turned into, yeah, just essays of things I care about. Yeah. And yeah, my uh, I've always been a pretty like introspective person in general. So it lends itself well to just like, oh, I've been thinking about that a lot lately. I'll make a video about mm. it. And it's almost like cathartic to get it out then in like yeah, a video form and totally. like put your thought out into the world now. Totally. Absolutely. Like my videos always start as just something I need to hear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this video is for myself. Yeah. I feel like that's how a lot of, yeah, that's how a lot of us make videos. Like you learn something like, oh, well, other people probably are going through the same thing or want to know what I just learned or whatever. And then you make that video and put it out there. And lo and behold, there's a lot of other people that are dealing with the exact same thing as that you you just learned, you know. Totally. What what got you? Tell me your story. How did you get into YouTube? Like you're a pretty successful YouTuber now. I don't know if do you call yourself a YouTuber? I always yeah, ask people. I do. Yeah, okay, that's yeah, cool. Okay, yeah, cool. yeah. With with pride, actually. Yeah, I think heck it's yeah. cool. Heck yeah. <laughs> I yeah. Uh, I think that's cool. How did you get into it? What 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 were the steps that like brought you to that place? Yeah. Man, you want the, the you want the full I version? I want it all. Or the this is a podcast, version. so we have time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so funny because I like I've I've always loved video and made videos for fun. Like my dad was always dad cam guy, mm. and I would love borrowing his camera with my brother. We would make skate videos were our first thing ever. Yep. And then we make little goofy skits and stuff like that. Um, so I've always loved video. But then I I studied mechanical engineering in college and was a mechanical engineer for like, I don't know why, just because... Is that you just, you just felt like you needed to do that I, or you did you like it or what was the... I was like, I was a kid, like, you know, when we're in high school, like who the heck knows yeah, what they want to do. Nobody knows. So I was like, I'm good at math and I'm 18 years old and I have to choose a degree because yeah. that's what everyone around me is telling me, go to college, get a degree. I was good at math. I liked building Legos and stuff. So I was like, all right, mechanical <laughs> <enough>. engineering. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Math plus Lego. Yeah. <laughs> and I've also, I think I've always been like a, like once I start something, 
it's so hard for me to not finish it. Yeah. So once I got a year into mechanical engineering, I was like, oh, I may as well finish yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm in it now, so yeah. I'm going to finish it. And then you worked as a mechanical yeah, engineer? Yeah, I worked for- as a mechanical engineer for like five years and then um, was just like watching YouTube and this dude came up named Matty Hapoya. <laughs> Who that? <laughs> <laughs> is this and, that actually are you just are you just like because you're here at the office you're just being nice is this dude is dead serious that's like, so funny. like that was the catalyst and I, like I, I can remember the exact video too because you brought up ira glasses mm. speech yep. about the creative gap yeah and so the the combination of ira glasses speech with which if people haven't seen it it's like he talks about you like have taste and, yeah. and you know what you like yeah. and then you try to make something and it looks nothing like what Absolute you like. Absolute trash. <laughs> yeah. So that's usually when people quit. They're like, well, I'm not good at it, so yeah. I'm going to quit. Mm-hmm. And so in your video, you you built off that and that's when you when I first heard Learn, Make, Wait, Repeat. So this is the video <laughs> where you said, you clickbaited it <laughs> with my face <laughs> And the title was, well, the title was, was Maddie Apoya ruined my life with, no, my, not my life, my career with three, with three words. words. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Learn, make, repeat, right? Yeah. That was, that was my best clickbait by far so far. <laughs> you played the game. It's good. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Did that video do well? Did it bomb? It did really well. Oh, no, nice. it, it was definitely one of 10 when I posted oh, it. Oh, sick. Yeah. yeah, it did really well. And I got some people upset with the clickbait, yeah. but mostly people just stoked. <laughs> that, I think that's a good strategy where you you have to play the game on YouTube, hit them with the clickbait, not over the top, but good clickbait. And then you hit them with what they actually need. The clickbait is kind of like what they want. And then yeah. the video is like what they actually need. You know, yeah. get their attention. But then, like you totally. know, leave him with something good, you know. Yeah, especially when it's mostly true, because that video was about how eventually me seeing that video that you made over the long term led to me ending my career in mechanical engineering mm. and starting a career in video. Yeah, so, so. I, I like that's been my. Literally, I, I don't even know when I like realized it, but that's been my motto for so long. It's like if you want to do anything in life. All you have to do is just learn, make, repeat. You mm-hmm. learn something and then you try it out and then you repeat that process over and over again. And just like Ira Glass in that speech, like the first stuff you make is absolute garbage. But then like, you know, you learn from it and the next thing's a little bit better and the next thing's a little bit better. The next thing's little, And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I actually, I kind of know what I'm doing with this stuff, you know? And that across the board, you want to be a skateboarder, like that's how it happens. Yeah. And it's, it's really hard because... Um, you know, life isn't like a video game where you're like, oh, I'm, I just leveled up. Mm-hmm. You know, I just made a YouTube video and I just leveled up. You know, there's no like, nobody's telling you, you just got more XP points, you know, to, yeah. to like level up <laughs> and become a better whatever, you know? Yeah. And, and I feel like we, we so naturally all want to be like the prodigy or, mm, or you know, the, yeah. the person that's just naturally good at it. And that's, so extremely rare, if not non-existent entirely. Pretty like, much. Yeah. Like uh, uh, it's, we, we want to be natural at it, but then I don't know, it's, it, it was so easy for me at the time to, to just not believe in myself yeah. that, that that would actually work for me, mm. you know, that, that process. Did you think it was snake oil? 
when you heard it, you're like, oh, this is like trash. Or like, <laughs> and then you tried it anyways. You're like, well, I don't have anything to lose. Man. So I'm going to try it. Like, it's, yeah, it's, it's funny. You, you say, I don't have anything to lose. So I may as well try it. That, that time that I saw your video also paired with like the, the lowest point in my life personally, like there mm. was just so many factors around me all combined into this, like, the darkest time of my life by far. Yeah. And so it it is it is interesting how much that worked in my favor because it did give me a I have nothing to lose mentality. I was like, I'm at my lowest right now. I I have to change something. Yeah. I gotta do something. And seeing your video is like, this is what I gotta do. Uh, I gotta right. just start and see where it goes. And was it was the thought process I'm gonna try filmmaking or what was what was the the thing that you were going to like try out then? Yeah, it it was filmmaking um, because I loved like particularly just like beautiful visuals, you know, like kind of the cinematography yeah. side of filmmaking. And so at that time I was like, dude, if I could get someone to pay me to film a wedding, that would be the coolest thing in the world. Yeah. I was like, that sounds impossible, but yeah. man, if I could get paid for a wedding video, that'd be nuts. Mm. So like at that time, like, that was the goal, yeah. you know? <laughs> and yeah, eventually I was camping with some friends and they were like, we're getting married. Our our videographer canceled on us. We're like, would you do it? It's like next week. <laughs> like, and, I'm going to have to think about yeah. it. I'm going to have to check the calendar first. Yeah. And, yeah. So, and then yeah. that was the first, is that the first like paid gig you did or? Yeah. And I didn't even charge him because oh, okay. I had first never done paid, one. Paid non-paid non yeah. gig. <laughs> first, first official gig. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And then it just kept going from there then? You yeah, it more? kept going from there. Like I did. I did another wedding from someone that was in the audience at that wedding. Yeah. And then another person that was in the audience had a company making like baby clothing and mm -hmm. products. And I, I made videos for them Yeah, and yeah, continued to snowball. That it, That's like the learn, make, repeat thing sounds so simple, but that's mm -hmm. literally all it is. And as you're doing that, just like you just told us, like you end up making something that other people see and they're like, Oh, that's nice. And then the next time they have, you know, a video need, they're like, "Oh, I know a guy." And then they ask you to do that video, and then then more people see it and like, "Oh, that was pretty good." And then then it's in their brain again, like, "Oh, I have a wedding coming." Like, I have, you know, like, and then all of a sudden, and people always want to jump the gun to like, "How do I get more work as a filmmaker?" It's like, well, that part's easy. The hard part is actually getting good at, it. Yeah. <laughs> like, like the the learn make repeat every single day learning something making something and doing that over and over again intentionally to the point that you're actually making something good that's the hard part totally. getting the jobs money is like easy once yeah. once you figured out the first part yeah yeah and it made it it made it so nice for me having at first my mechanical engineering job and then eventually I got a, a marketing job like having that exist while I was able to just make videos completely for fun as practice yeah. made it ideal because then mm -hmm. there wasn't even the pressure to find paying gigs. Yeah. It was purely just, I love this. I want to get good at it. Yeah. So I'm going to do it. That, that I, I mentioned this to you earlier, but I'm going to say it on the podcast too. Like whenever somebody starts YouTube with the purpose of fame, money, anything like that, like I'm going to do this as my career. 
it rarely works out. Whereas all of the best channels are just like, I was just really into this thing and I didn't even realize it could become. And like you said, like my, my, my big goal was to shoot a wedding. And like, yeah, at the time that was your big goal. And then the goal changes and the goal changes and you end up somewhere that's like totally different. And it's the same thing with YouTube. You make one video just because you were into the thing. And then all of a sudden, yeah, you have a million subscribers. You're like, what the heck? That doesn't even make sense. You know, like, dude, yeah, I'm, I'm sitting here right now <laughs> on Maddie Hapoya's podcast, which it, it's such a weird full circle moment. I feel yeah. like I'm having an out of body experience yeah, yeah, right yeah. now. Because, <laughs> yeah, this is one of those things that, like, if you would have told me when I started my YouTube channel that. The guy whose video I watched that got yeah. me to start, I'd be on a podcast with him. I'd be like, yeah, that's funny, yeah. but no. <laughs> and then what you don't even realize is five years from now, you're going to be doing a podcast, <laughs> your own podcast, your own channel, whatever. And you're going to be talking to some kid who's like, you know, five years ago, I watched your video and like, that's what got me. That's what saved my life and turned it around and got me into this thing. And so and wild. to you, like you know, you just feel like a normal person. You, yeah. Yeah, that's the oddest part about YouTube is because it's all on the computer. You don't see, you know, you're not playing your video to an audience, like you know, a stadium full of people, which is how many people are seeing your video. But you're not in the stadium watching all these people watch, and so there's this weird like, are there people what like? Are these just numbers? And then you start meeting. So like, oh, people like my videos. Like these are actual real people. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. like you, you're saying all this. It's still like I'm half like, I think he's just like embellishing this. I think he's like allowed. Like this isn't full. Like you know, he's just saying it to be nice. This isn't actually. You know, like, I don't think my videos. Uh, uh, maybe it's also that I don't feel overly proud about any single video on my channel. Hmm. I can't, if you were like, what's your favorite video? What's the one video? If you had to show somebody like who you are, like your skills, I'd be like, I don't know. Like, I don't like any of them in the sense that like, you know, they're just YouTube videos, but the overall, like the channel is like a documentary of my last four or five years. And that I'm super proud of. Yeah. yeah. And that that has to be I mean I think that that is such a good indicator of how dedicated to consistency you have been because any one of those videos that you've made you could easily have made better and been like if I have another week to oh, work totally. on this. Yeah. Cuz I find myself doing that all the time. Like you push back deadlines cuz you're like ah, I can make it a little better. Let me wait a couple more days till I do that. Mm. And you start to, it, it's like definitely a, I don't know, I was an engineer. I don't remember the type yeah, of graph, yeah. but it like yeah, tapers yeah. off. Ta- yeah. Like tapers off and how much the extra work is actually worth yeah. it. How much is actual, like the results change at the end of the day. Yeah. But there is, I will say, your videos are incredible. And Thank like you. they're they're like a, they're like a mix of like a Matt Diavella and then like, you know, a vlogger. It's like a very interesting, not too many people, I don't think, do what you do. But like you can tell that you're putting in a lot of effort. Like it's really good. And I think like for me, sometimes I watch your videos. I'm like, man, I should be like, I should be putting in, you know, a full week into mm. one video. Whereas usually I'm putting in like a couple of days at most into one video. But then at the same time, I like having that little box to work in, be creative, 
and then like get it out there and not not be worrying about that one video too long and just like move on yeah. to the next thing, you know, not be too, uh, new, not too precious about the idea. You know, if you get too precious with the idea, then you're like, oh, I have to make Man. this like, you know, I have to make this crazy because yeah. I'll never have a better idea than this, you know? Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's, it's such a balance between like my sanity <laughs> and consistency. And yeah, I yeah. don't know because Man, it feels like, I mean, there are a couple videos that I felt like I've been able to just crank out. But for yeah. the most part, I just feel like I'm pouring every ounce of me possible into it. And I'm like exhausted by the end of it. And it's just like, yeah. it doesn't, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't feel sustainable, but what's it been now? Like four, four five years that I've had a channel. Yeah. And I'm still just as stoked to yeah. like every time I get a new idea. Yeah. So, But you're literally making your own TV show by yourself. Like you don't even have any employees, right? Uh-uh. Yeah. So you're making a TV show by yourself. <laughs> that's way better than most TV shows have been in the past. Oh, you know, man. like that's how you got to Like that's the perspective that you have to yeah. put on it. And like, yeah, of course you're going to, you know, feel tired after doing what a crew of people would do together one you know all doing one little piece you're just like oh, i just do that whole thing by myself yeah in a shorter amount of time probably yeah. too it is really special the amount of different skills you learn yeah just from having a youtube channel it's yeah. pretty cool yeah i always say like people people so often ask me like should i start a youtube channel i'm like my answer is always yes no matter what because you learn so many different skills even if the youtube channel thing doesn't work out you learn how to talk to a camera how to film how to edit how to tell stories how to write things like how to talk to brands possibly there's so many different things that you're learning about marketing all of this stuff yeah that you would never have known if you're just like sitting in class yeah. in school or something like that man totally e even if the channel doesn't become anything or do anything i think it's it's so worth it regardless for that exact thing. Yeah. Even just like networking, like the amount of mm. people I've met yeah. purely because of YouTube is wild. And it's good because I'm so like introverted and, yeah. and withdrawn that like, man, if if it weren't for YouTube and I was doing a road trip through Toronto and New York City, I'd just be alone the whole yeah. time. Like, oh, this is cool. Yeah. It'd still <laughs> no. be fun, I'm sure. Yeah, for but sure. But I, I always say the best part about YouTube by far are the people and the experiences by mm. far. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, it's nice to have money or whatever, but man, the people that you meet and those experiences that you have with those people is like, that is, uh, you know, when before I was freelance filmmaking, I would film other people having these interactions, you know, meeting each other and and doing experiences and stuff like that. Yeah. But I would just be the camera guy kind of watching from the outside. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden you get to be the one who actually experiences and gets to meet people and all that. Like that's, that's incredible, you know? Yeah, man. And to have that, that's that's such another like special thing just to have that backlog of of memories on your own yeah. channel that are it's it's like become my own fo form of journaling yep and, and it's so exciting just have that record of like all these mm -hmm. different memories across time totally and that's what i mean about like 
I'm proud of the channel. Yeah. Like you, I watch the back and like, oh, it. like that's such a sweet, me- oh, even seeing my kids in some of the videos or just my like, oh, that's when I met Peter or like, you know, like there's all these like fun things that like, yeah. will now forever be there and I can watch them back. <laughs> Actually, what, I, there's a book, I think it's called uh, Die With Zero, I think it's the book. So I'm, I'm by default, I'm the type of person who like, I just don't spend money usually. I just like mm. save and invest, like like keep doing that. But there's a book I read called Die With Zero and they're talking about how like eventually you have to start using your money, for example. Like it's mm. way more like dying with a million dollars in the bank account or dying used those that million dollars for actual experiences and like doing things in life. And um, one of the things you know, he was talking about in there is that uh, at the end of our lives, like, what are you going to be more pumped about? Uh, having a bunch of money in your account or having all these memories that you can now like kind of like reminisce and live off of? And he calls, I think he called them memory dividends. Hmm. And the, like that, that really spoke to me as like, oh yeah, like I got to, I got to like meet people, experience things. And those are the things that I'm going to look back on when I'm, when I'm 70, 80 years old and just be like yeah. pumped that like, you know, be able to tell those stories. And that's why, I think that's why a lot of like, like, you know, my grandpa, grandma, they tell these stories of like what happened back in the day. They don't really talk about, you know, yeah. what I did this week so much. They're like, they, st- they start right away reminiscing about like yeah. this experience or that experience. Those are those memory dividends like coming out wow. and they're like almost reliving them as they're telling them, you know? Yeah, totally. Gotta spend that money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> within reason, within reason. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That's like so much of the the van life stuff gets gets clouded by silly social media things. But that's yeah. like, that's the original, you know, thing that makes van life so exciting. It's, mm. that, it's that trade-off of like, like, okay, I'm going to invest in experiences and I'm going to sacrifice some comfort and I'm going to sacrifice some, some social norms, but I'm going to, you know, be able to go on this adventure and, and have yeah. memories. Yeah. How, how is that, is that the first video that really pop, popped off was, was about van life or what was your first video that like really took off? Yeah. My van tour was the first video that really popped off. And now, yeah, so that that was the first one to pop off. And then I think the next video that did really well was like a how to film yourself video, which has surpassed the van tour and become like the biggest video. But how did you get into the van life? Like what what made you like, was that just a part of like, oh, I'm going to change everything up. I'm going to also live in a van. It was part of that. Yeah, totally. It It was part of the personal life crisis but it, it also paired with the desire to start filmmaking and make wedding videos because mm. I was like man if I had this van and I had a computer in there and all the filmmaking gear I needed if someone you know I live in Colorado if someone has a wedding in Utah or Wyoming or wherever I can just drive I can stay for cheap at the wedding I can do the wedding video so yeah, yeah it started as like a like a, a financial move, really, to a try to get studio, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> go anywhere you want. Yeah, that's sick. Exactly. So, and I've just always loved like tiny homes and minimalism yeah. and that idea of like making more with as little as possible. Yeah. 
it's funny. I always, I'm sure I've said it on my channel before. Like when I was younger, I thought it was like, I actually thought it was dumb to use money on like traveling and stuff. Oh, whoa. Yeah. Like I when I was that. younger, I, my, in my brain, I was like, I would way rather spend money on like a, like a laptop or something that's, that I'm going to like get value out hmm. of for a year or two years or many years or whatever versus just going on a trip and, you know, a week and spending the same amount of money. Yeah. And now my, like, I'm just like, oh, you were so dumb. Like, yeah, <laughs> now my brain is completely the reverse. Like, maybe it's like, I like looking around, like I have just way too much like gear and stuff that I, that it almost like stresses me out hmm. that I have this stuff. Yeah. It doesn't, it, having more cameras doesn't, doesn't change my life at all. If anything, it just brings misery in that. Like now I have to like care about these cameras and make sure they're not like getting beat up or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I'm actually using them. And then I have like, you know, like cinema cameras that are, aren't being used to their full potential at all. And it's like, ah, oh, that just stresses me out. Whereas spending money on experiences, I'm never, I never, ever regret it. Never yeah. once. And I'm like, Oh, I should watch out how much money I spend on experiences or on like travel or something like that. Like, you know, yeah. never once do Man. I regret it. Seriously, there's like, there's so many like cliches wrapped up in that that anything I say feels cheesy, but yeah. it's all just because it's <laughs> yeah. true. Yeah, exactly. It's just because it's like, it's so like undeniably true yeah. that like, when you, you, yeah, you say like, once you get the stuff, like you realize that's not yeah. the thing that's going to make you yeah. happy. Yeah. You, it, you know, there's like, is, is, it, is it a biggie or whoever said like more money, more problems kind uh -huh. of thing? Like, <laughs> and, and that's sort of true, but it's only like, I think it's only really true is because people end up buying a bunch of stuff yeah and the stuff is the problem, like excess stuff. Yeah, it's just every single thing you buy has a cost, not just like like money cost, but also in terms of like your headspace. How much do you have to maintain it? Do you have to like even just like you can buy something fun like a one wheel, and then you don't have time to use it, and that stresses you out because I bought this one wheel and I got I gotta I gotta ride it, you know, yeah. right? And like that can start stressing you out if you buy like you know if you have a a yacht, uh, you know, a Ferrari, <laughs> this and that, and you spend a lot of money and then you don't have time to use them. Like that's like the ultimate hell on earth. Oh like, gosh. you know, like you, you yeah. have all these things and you're just stressed out because you have too many things. Seriously. Yeah. But it's the like, money is not necessary. It can be used in like, you can do a lot of good with money and stuff. Money yeah. is not necessarily the problem. It's just, just how we you weigh ourselves it. down with all of the... <laughs> yeah. All this, of the mess we get ourselves into with this it. is turning into like a Matt Diavella minimalist <laughs> <laughs> podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sell everything. <laughs> I go all the time. I go back and forth. Like, do I want to just like kind of just like quit everything, just do like bare minimum and live out in the country and just live like a quiet life? And then I'm like, ah, I don't know. At the same time, like I really like what I do right now. Like, am I just gonna get really bored? Hmm. Doing, you know, like the quiet life. Yeah. Does that do you do you feel that ever Man. like a van life? Because you're probably experiencing kind of both. Yeah. The the quiet life terrifies me. Yeah. Like, it's funny because I I think most people that do van life do the like national parks, get out into the wilderness, mm. and I, I do that for sure, but not at extended periods of time. Like I have to be parked in cities 
And I think, I don't know, maybe it's just because I am like alone for so much of my work and my personal time that yeah. it kind of freaks me out to isolate myself even more. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I am, I'm kind of like, I have no desire to live in a cabin in the woods. I want to be <laughs> like amongst a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> yeah. There's just something for me, like the, the peacefulness of it, like YouTube life gets hectic really easily, really fast. Mm. It's like goes in these waves of like, Oh, like everything's everything's pretty chill right now. And then all of a sudden it's just like, oh, I have a million things to do. And I hate that feeling of like, I have a million things to do all uh, the time. Yeah. You know? And so then I'm like, oh, is, is the, like, and that's probably like a bad thing how the brain like swings on the pendulum of like, yeah, you got to go either full on quiet life or full on I'm working hard and doing everything I can, you know? Yeah. Why not just go somewhere in the middle? <laughs> Yeah, I've, for me personally, I've almost had to recognize a like seasonal swing Mm. because for me, my, my summers is when I'm doing client work, which is like traveling all over Europe. It's a ton of videos and it feels so hectic and chaotic and I'm worn out by the end of it. And then I don't, I don't want to do it anymore. And I get home in the winter and everything slows down. I'm alone more often and and I see this swing of like when I'm alone and everything's slower, I'm missing the fast pace yep. of the summer and then yep. vice versa, obviously. Yeah. But then it feels so much better when I just recognize like these are seasonal swings. Yep. Like yep. this is crazy season. It's not permanent. This is chill season. Yeah. You're gonna want you're gonna wish for the other one anytime you're in the other. So you how many like you do YouTube? But that's not necessarily your full-time thing. You also do mountain bike. Yeah. So technically all I do is YouTube because the the mountain bike videos I do are YouTube videos for Fox Suspensions channel. So I'm making YouTube videos for them and it's it's covering the Mountain Bike World's Cup. Mm. Um, And we're essentially making like daily vlogs basically like every day behind the scenes yeah every day of a race week so okay. it'll be seven videos in a week for the race week That's hardcore <laughs> yeah and Mad- sometimes there's two races in a row so it'll be like 14, 14 videos in a days row. have i get why well, I, I was gonna say have you tried daily but i guess you're doing daily for that i tried doing daily and after 26 days i was like i know where this goes Mm-hmm. And I don't like it. Like your whole life, your whole mind gets consumed by this. Like you're constantly thinking, what am I filming today? And does this fit for the vlog? And then also you're thinking like, what am I doing the next day? And like, you know, yeah. like, oh, if you're hanging out with this friend, oh, like, does that fit for a video? Or like, what's the video? Like, and you, you start doing all these things that aren't natural and aren't probably the best thing for your social relationships and stuff. Cause this yeah. vlog or video ends up becoming almost, I wouldn't say it's more important, but it becomes very, very important that like everything kind of has to fit that or Whoa. else it doesn't work, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't do it then, you know? Yeah, man, that's so interesting because I remember watching your channel when you were doing daily. You, yeah. you said it was only 26 days. I think it's 26 days. For some reason, yeah. it felt like, yeah, it felt it felt like you were doing it for a yeah. while. 
But yeah, it's it's so fun to watch as a viewer because you 100%. get such an attachment because yeah. you're seeing so much of them so consistently. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's like it comes at a cost. Huge <laughs> cost. I don't understand how like the daily vloggers, the Casey Neistats and those guys how they Dude. did it for so long. Like me neither. Absolutely. Especially nuts. with him like starting a, a full company, yeah. like a <laughs> completely separate company while doing it. I yeah. cannot fathom doing that. Yeah. I mean something has to give at that point. Yeah. yeah it's it's nuts. But it, it is it is also very addicting. It's also mm. very fun and like you're like you start kind of like craving, like, oh, I want to do that again because it's it's really exciting every day to be making something and then to hit that upload button, see the comments, see that, you know, people are watching. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm going to start I, a daily vlog. No, I'm just <laughs> Yeah. I, I did, I think the closest I ever got to daily, I tried like a, a month on YouTube and then I failed at it. But for a while I was doing the, like the Jesse Driftwood style mm. stories. Cause mm. I saw him doing that yeah, and saw that as an awesome way to be practicing video. So I started yeah. doing those daily for quite a while. Mm. And I attribute that to being like one of the biggest learning experiences of my life because it's such a yep. tangible way to follow, learn, make, repeat. Cause you don't yeah. have to make this whole polished end product you're just make some practicing video skills and making something but if it's not like a complete product you're like well whatever it's an yeah it instagram story so yeah it it really does like if you want to get good at youtube storytelling stuff like vlogging daily vlogging is an incredible way like yeah you, you you're you start seeing things in a totally different way the storylines that you can build and oh, oh i can take it this way i can go that way there's nothing better. Uh, I'm curious, like you, you and Jesse were doing those those short little like vlog. Like, have you thought at all? I've been thinking about this. Have you thought about uh, about doing now for like reels and TikTok and shorts, like short form, you know, yeah. vlogs or whatever? Because <laughs> now is like the time. There, everything grows on short form video right now. Like, yeah, I I think about it all the time because it's. It's everywhere. Yeah. And and I was making a, a version of that back when it when I was doing on Instagram stories, but I don't know why I'm I just have like a mental block with making that type of content mm. currently, which I'm sure it's just overthinking it. Yeah. I think it's nothing more than overthinking it. I've gotten so used to making YouTube videos, which I also overthink. Yeah. <laughs> that when I have to make a, a short, I should that should be freeing. Yeah. But I overthink it and then I just don't make them. Yeah, <laughs> it is really weird. I've been literally thinking about this for like months that I should, because like if you think about like efficiency, you can make one piece of content and three platforms grow based on that yeah. right now. And the best, like it hits the best way for all three. Man. Like it should be a no brainer, but then at the same time, like, I don't know, I just like making my normal videos right now. Like yeah. I have to figure out now different formats like uh, I don't know well and what do you think about I feel like I get 
people or brands reaching out to me saying, we'll repurpose your YouTube content and make it into shorts and reels and TikToks. Mm. And I've never loved the idea of that. Like, would you want to repurpose stuff or make something completely separate for shorts? I don't think, so the way I describe that is like a dumping ground. A Mm. lot of people treat YouTube or any social media like a dumping ground. Like, uh, you know, you have a a company and they make videos already for their company and then they just like kind of like, dump it onto YouTube, mm. but it's not made for YouTube. And so those videos never do well. Yeah. And I think that's, you could probably have some short form content like that. It would still do fine, but I think you still need to be a little bit more purposeful. Like even there's just little hacks, like making it a perfect loop. And so yeah. like, you know, you don't know when the video finishes and ends. And so then people end up watching one and a half times, one and a quarter times. And that yeah. that's better for your, your stats on it. So then you know, that video, that, that short form video does better. Um, so I don't think dumping ground strategy works with anything. Mm, yeah. Also, I don't like, I don't know if this is just a personal thing or I'm just like super picky, but I'm not a huge fan of seeing like an influencer, YouTuber, whoever on like a, you know, a, a brand's account as a sponsored post you know when you're like just like scrolling Mm. through and all of a sudden like i see jake fru and it's like they're making a you know some company is using you but it's a sponsored post yeah right away my brain is like oh that wasn't good for jake's jake's brand yeah that's the way my brain works and i don't know if i'm picky i'm like overly like whatever sensitive to that but right away, it feels a little bit like if I if you if it would have been on your account and mm-hmm. just a normal, I'd be like, oh, cool, Jake's posting. Them. But for some reason, when it's the brand and then it says sponsored yeah. and it's being forced into yeah, my man. feed, <laughs> there's something about it that I'm just like, ah, I don't like this. Totally. Yeah. And then it makes me think less of your brand, you wow. know, not not you as a person, but right. your brand. I'm like, oh, that that wasn't the best for his brand. Yeah. You know? Man, I I do not envy the position of being like a social media manager for a brand. Oh yeah, because I feel the same. I feel like just brands in general, seen on social media, just I just lose interest immediately when it's a brand. Yeah, Yeah. and when it's a person, I'm interested. And you're right the the sponsored thing just entangles that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like crosses a circuit that shouldn't be crossed. It's like, wait, yeah, what? (laughs) I thought this guy was cool. (laughs) You know, it's like, it's so childish and stupid, but at the same time, that's just how my brain works. And I I assume if my brain works like that, then other people's brain are also doing the same thing. Subconsciously or consciously, they're, they're thinking the same thing, you know. But then the same thing doesn't happen in your brain if there's like it's like my YouTube channel and there's an ad break yeah, or something like that. There could be. Mm. I think like I, with any sort of monta- monetization, there's a wrong way and a right way of doing it. And so like if I, you know, in my video, all of a sudden there was like an ad for like, um, what's it like, you know, like a, a, a hockey team or something like that. I don't play hockey. I don't go watch hockey. Like, yeah, I appreciate it, but like, I'm not, I'm not a huge, like, I'm not that type of fan. I don't talk about it on my channel. Yeah. And so it's like, why is this guy talking about? And so like that might like bring down my brand. Um, but I think, yeah, it, it's, it is definitely like, okay, every, we all, you know, this is still a job for us also. So we need mm-hmm. to make money. And so, but then there's also ways to figure out 
how to do brand brand deals where it does feel like a win-win. It's a win for the creator yeah. and a win for the audience. And it just usually takes a little bit more effort. And sometimes we don't have that time to put in that effort. And like, you know, audience doesn't understand that part. Mm-hmm. Um, and then sometimes you have more, more time to like, hey, this company made this trip possible or made this thing that we're about to do possible without them. You know, we couldn't like, so for example, I'm I'm uh, executive producing uh Danny Gewurz's feature film, oh, Idis. Nice. I yeah. think I'm sick. And we're gonna get sponsors to to sponsor our videos showing some of the behind the scenes and stuff of making it, but not sponsoring oh, the actual the film. film. So like oh, nobody has smart. say in the film. Yeah. But you know, it's like this brand now gets to make, you know, is helping us create this thing like that's yeah. never really been done before yeah and so like that's cool i think that's a good Man. way of like that's a win-win the brand looks good i look good audience loves it you know um are we running out of battery boys we're still good, good. okay yeah so like that that's... i think is like a win-win-win you know the the brand wins i win and, and audience yeah. wins and then sometimes it's just the brand wins and like you have a terrible time making the, the, the brand deal yeah. and the audience hates it too. <laughs> and then sometimes it's just you win, like you might do a bad job and the brand doesn't really get much and yeah. the audience doesn't make much. You know, totally. Like, That's such an exciting project, Dan, oh, Danny's man. film. Man, because yeah. there's there's always that like, I don't know, that, that artist mindset of exactly what we're talking about entangling the sponsorships and all that and so i'm so excited about this project because it's just like gonna be danny like leading this work of art yeah and then yeah the way you're incorporating like the the kickstarter and the funding through the sides like and then during the premieres once it's all done and like showing and hanging out with people is like yeah, I mean, Danny is like, I always say he's the best filmmaker on YouTube. I don't know so if that's good. an exaggeration or not, but I think he is. He's Man, insane. He's uh, and I've read the script and like, and I, I just, he's put so much of like his own experiences in life and, and like just the skill he has. I know it's going to be really, oh, it's going to be good. Awesome. But at the same time, like I've said this to Danny, like even if it bombs, it's still great. Yeah. Like, that's the best part about YouTube. Like you go after something, and it succeeds and it's great. You go after something and you fail and that's that's good content too. That's also <laughs> really interesting to watch and there's something to learn from that. You yeah. Know? Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's a lesson that I need beaten to my head <laughs> every day. <laughs> I, 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 I on purpose, like, you know, if the, like I understand now why Casey Neistat, for example, would leave like the camera falling in. It's like, oh, that's, yeah. that's part of like, sometimes that happens and like, and you kind of want people to realize like, oh yeah, it's just a guy with a camera. Like there's no like big team coming up with this stuff. It's just like, hey, I saw this electric surfboard thing. I think I'm going to order one. And then you order it. <laughs> and then you're like, I don't know how to ride this. You're like, oh yeah, let's try it. Like, and, and, but meanwhile, we're talking about some camera or something at the yeah. same time. But like, you know, like... Yeah, it's, it's just whatever you want, you go for it. And then sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, which is such a good reminder for for us in the like f- filmmaking niche of YouTube where like maybe you have a tendency to want things to be as polished and perfect as possible. Mm. But like that's not oh, the platform no, yeah. that we're making for. And 
I, it it can't be a coincidence that like my best performing video on YouTube starts with me like trying to say the title of the video and then messing up the title of the video and it yeah. just like it starts with just a mistake yeah. basically yeah <laughs> well it's the like you look at a we watch any movie right and there's always a, any good movie will right away have show some sort of weakness in the main character right mm-hmm. there's something that they're struggling with, they're going through a hard thing. There's something that that's like a weakness, and that right away makes us relate to that person. Yeah. If they were just perfect the whole way through, you would be so bored in that movie. Totally, because you're not relating to that person at all. Totally. And it's the same thing with these little things in the YouTube videos. Like you, you know, you I fly my FPV drone and I crash it and I could make it look like I've just like had a sick flight and like, yeah, but I just crashed it. And so I'm like, okay, like let's try yeah. to find this FPV drone now. Like, or like, yeah. oh man, like, and I'm literally, I feel terrible. I'm like picking up the FPV drone out of the water. Oh. And I'm like, well, that yeah. sucks. Like, yeah. You know? yeah. And, like, and sometimes it's hard to remember to film that. Yeah. You're yeah, just like, yeah. You're ah. so bummed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it is funny how you like. There's like a reaction to just turn off the camera yeah, when something like, bad oh, happens. I messed up. I gotta yeah. stop. Stop the video. Yeah, but that's the good stuff. You yeah, know? It, it makes for it makes for good content, and it also has like it's just been the most powerful mechanism or coping mechanism, whatever in my life is yeah. that reminder that. Like the characters in movies and shows that we love so much. Yeah. We love because we see their whole journey of going through garbage and making mistakes and like being able to take a step back from your own life and see that and be like, yeah, you're going through some garbage right now. Like that's a good thing. Yeah. yeah. You're going to be more interesting and come out better because of it. Yeah. it's powerful to remember. Yeah. But it is really tempting too, as you get bigger to like become more polished. I think you mentioned yeah. like become more polished and like make it super clean and like make sure everything's perfect. Yeah. And meanwhile, like I just crave those like raw vlogs from back in the day. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't want another, you know, Mr. Beast type video where it's just like <laughs> yeah. constant, like, yeah, it's playing on my brain, you know, that like, oh, I, I'm curious what happens, but at the end of the day, I'm, I would much, lo- much more like there's no right now. There's no like channels even that I watch where I'm like, I feel like a real connection with hmm. that person Yeah, because the, the style of pretty much everybody's content has changed because of what YouTube is now yeah. and not, not, a, not any, any one person's fault or that it's just like, this is what works on YouTube right now. And, and if you want to yeah. have any views, you kind of have to play this game right now. This is the algorithm. We're not anymore in the... You know, the vlogging days where if as long as you posted often and a long video, you were golden, you know? And like now yeah. you have to like worry a lot about the thumbnail and title and yeah. like you have to retain people people's like attention like or as much as possible. Like Yeah. It's a different game now. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And you were you were just before we were recording, you were asking me what channels I watch. Yeah. I like couldn't think of any, and I think it's for that reason I don't so much 
follow through my subscriptions anymore as yeah. much as I yeah. watch whatever piques my interest yeah. on the on the recommended page. I think also my theory is that COVID has kind of messed with that too because a lot of a lot of the fun was seeing like, you know, a YouTuber that you like and then they go and hang out with another YouTuber and you're like, mm. "Oh, this guy's cool." Or like you start getting to know their friends and like they're traveling and doing Yeah. And now everybody's just kind of been in their home place and that's it. Like, yeah. like this kind of stuff. It didn't happen for a long time. <laughs> yeah. And then now I've been like, I was in Saudi Arabia and I met all these people and like, you know, I'm going this trip and like, that's the fun stuff, right? Yeah. And then it shows on the videos too. And people are like, oh, I never thought I would see Chunks and Philly on. Like, I don't know if you know, I didn't know who they were. It was like these big YouTubers from UK and everybody's like oh, commenting cool. about like, wow, weirdest like crossover ever. And like, Man. that's the fun stuff, yeah. you know? Like Totally. That's that's exactly why I made this collab bucket list. That's the reason that yeah. you're, you're, <laughs> I'm, you're, you're. I'm here, added you to that list. Because yeah, my like my... My channel really kind of started growing the most just in 2020. Mm. And so I've always wanted this <laughs> you're, so bad. You're like a pandemic YouTuber. <laughs> yeah, that's like, <laughs> yeah, came of age during the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. that's right. It was like so, right, right. I think it was right in the beginning of the pandemic is when I really like started to see your videos. Yeah. That was around the time when you, yeah, or like was, right before pandemic, and then right you made that, that, I think it was during lockdowns that I made the, the Maddie ruined my career video. Oh man, when I first yeah. heard, saw that, I was like, "Oh shoot!" <laughs> like, is this like another like troll making like <laughs> videos about me? But I was like, "Oh, oh no, this man. is like a good one." <laughs> like, oh nice, thanks. Oh good. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, do you want to go and uh, do some one wheeling now, and oh. uh, we'll film your video? Yes. Everybody's got to check go go and check the video that uh, Jake films from this video, this uh, trip. It'll probably be. Way better than I've ever made anything oh, on my channel. Oh, get out of here, <laughs> sensei. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys, for listening.